Hello, this is Lawrence Lewis. And this is Sister Christian. This is the Producers Happy Hour, two producers on opposite coasts reaching out to our filmmaking and live event community to hear your stories about how this pandemic has affected you, your life, and your work. It's important for us to keep sharing our experiences and ideas. Um, keeps us going. Your stories let us know that we're not alone. They're important to me. I know they're important to Lawrence. I hope yeah. they're important to you guys. Email us, or better yet, record a one to two minute voice memo. Use your smartphone. It's a little app on there. You don't have to do much. Yep. And send it to producershappyhour at gmail.com. Just follow the instructions on our website, producershappyhour.com. And share the show with friends and colleagues. I know we brought it up before, like, whose mom knows what they do for a living? I don't know. <laughs> so why don't you just, <laughs> if it's not too much trouble set, to explain to her, her how to listen. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that might, that might be harder. <laughs> that might, <laughs> if you can deal with that, then send it along. Um, we want these stories to be heard. I, I think they're applicable across, they're human stories. So yes. I think uh, humans... Can we need listen. to connect right now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Christian, today we are chatting with Luke Nudo of Glue Society, which is an experiential creative agency, and Michael Ritchie from their production partner Revolver, and both of them are located in Sydney, Australia. Fantastic. I'm excited because yes. we've interviewed quite a few folks at this point, but they've all been U.S.-based. I can't wait to hear the perspective from uh, overseas companies. And an experiential company, because that whole industry, uh, it's a big kind of question mark right now, right? Yeah. Experiential just says it all. It's in-person experiences. So curious to see how they are reacting. Exactly. And Christian, we have a jam-packed week. Yes. What do we got out there? Um, We are going to chat. We got, obviously, Glue Society and and Revolver today. We're going to chat with Sandrine Orabona, who is a documentary filmmaker and uh, was amidst a bunch of development of several projects when all this happens. Now everything's in limbo. So it'll be interesting to hear from a documentary filmmaker what's going on. Beth Schulman is yet another Aussie we're going to talk to. Yes, good friends of ours. She used to live in New York, but she's from Australia. She's back in Australia with her husband and family, and we're going to get her perspective. She's an agency producer, so that's going to be great to hear. And then we've got Jason Walk from Spears and Arrows, a production company here in Los Angeles, who put out on LinkedIn some content that they created under these quarantine restrictions. So he's got people on his roster that can shoot from home, or collaborate over the internet or something. So I'm excited to see what they're doing to offer oh, some solutions for, for the agencies. That's great. That's a big deal. It definitely is a service that's needed right now. So he's mm-hmm. filling a void. Very excited. Absolutely. Very smart, too. Mm-hmm. And then we're going to talk to Chris McKim, who is another documentary filmmaker who was just about to release two films into the whole festival circuit. And, of course, all that's wow. gone away. Yes. So we can see how he's holding up and mm-hmm. what does that mean? What does that mean for him? Mm-hmm. Christian, just as we started recording this, you got a news alert, right? I did. It looks like Boris Johnson, you know, UK Prime Prime Minister Minister of UK, is in the ICU. Wow. Wow. Uh, So I know that I because I just heard it. He was sick for 10 days up until yesterday when he decided to go to the hospital. So this is the, you know, time, if you have it, Uh, around the time that you get either bad, bad, or you begin to really improve. Wow. Wow. That's 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 going to be our first world leader that is in trouble health-wise. Yeah. I mean, of course, other world leaders or spouses or high-up cabinet members have been, but nobody yeah. of Boris Johnson's stature has... Level. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
it shows you that it can infect Oof, anybody. Yeah. Yeah. And that we all need to be careful <laughs> washing our we hands. We all need to be careful. Yes. <laughs> and stay inside. So we're not journalists, guys. We're not going to cover that. No. But wanted to make sure you guys heard that. I'm sure you all have by now. But uh, things are happening quick and it, it all will affect everybody. us. It mm-hmm. will all affect us in the end yeah. somehow. So we, we took a day apart from each other. Yeah. How was your Sunday? It was lovely. Nice. It, it was, you know, a little gray here in Los Feliz. And it's pouring down rain today. It's raining again in L.A. or has it been nice? It's raining. No, it's been sunny and beautiful and gorgeous. Like It's been, really, it's been Southern California. <laughs> it's been so Southern California. It was so on brand. Uh, and then t- yesterday it got gray and today it's, it's pouring. But uh, I had a great time. I spent a lot of time on Zoom with friends. Yeah, it was it was a nice it was a nice day off. Did some personal projects and yeah Good. yeah. How are you yeah. feeling? I'm feeling okay. Mm-hmm. I, I I guess I just don't know what anything means anymore. Uh, I'm right there with you. I don't. I'm mentally. I think I'm doing okay, but I feel like I'm I'm I feel like I'm a mess. Like I'm like I'm like sixteen and like just eating whatever I want, whenever I want, <laughs> drinking like crazy. <laughs> I need a. I need a. I Don't need to button this, this ship up. Mm. Yeah, <laughs> eating gummies all day. I just. I don't know what is going on. I need to. I need to. Well, I know. I straighten mean, up and fly right. I mean, I. I. I'm with you. So last Monday, I. I believe I. I had said something like, "I can't wait till this Monday because well, 21 days, right? Are we at our 21 day mark? Oh, I yeah, believe we're at our three week mark of safer at home. You know, I thought it would be uh, interesting to check back in to see how we're doing. And yes, routine has happened, a non-routine of routine, let's say, you know, um, staying at home, not really having the structure that um, we spoke to Josh Jupiter about, but um, (laughs) definitely have um, gotten into some sort of being awake during daytime hours and unfortunately for me being awake at night too (laughs) so i'm just you know i don't know what i'm feeling today i think it i'm i'm a bit of a loss to put my finger on what's going on right now uh there are you know updates from the from sugar daddy cuomo every day there are um updates from the administration every day um which are scarier than you know scarier from a incompetence point (laughs) (laughs) not an informational point but that said um yeah i just i don't know how i'm feeling to be honest i'm feeling everything and i'm feeling nothing yeah i think i'm feeling nothing yeah i feel nothing nothing and if i were to um i think one or two things could probably flip my mood um one way or the other yeah so i'm just i guess i'm just steady as she goes until something happens yeah I don't know if that describes it properly, but that's how. I think it does. I think that's definitely where I'm at. I did attend a 30th surprise birthday party via Zoom on Saturday. Uh, how do you do a surprise Zoom <laughs> birthday party? That's interesting. Exactly. Uh-huh. It was Kat Bitnar. Hey, Kat. Um, <laughs> she was chatting with Krisha, and then people would just start popping in randomly to say happy birthday. Oh, that's cute. Yeah, so it it went on for a while. It was pretty much fun Um, because seeing people and speaking to them, I realize, you know, it's pretty fun to do that. Yeah, Mm -hmm. yeah. Several friends of mine who happen to be in that age range who live alone or were alone in New York have decided to go to somewhere where their family is 
Mm. So right. what they've done is go to where their family is, get an Airbnb to, to be two weeks of quarantine, and then go to their parents' house um, or yeah. bro- right. sister's house or somebody's house. Yeah. So I think that's probably the most responsible thing that I've heard in a very long time. Totally. Of, you know, I toyed with thinking about going to see my mom, but realizing that finding somewhere in Kentucky for two weeks to stay before I go <laughs> oh. see her might... <laughs> Oh, jeez. <laughs> right. I just thought it was very um, responsible because going from New York, we're supposed to be quarantining for two weeks. I didn't, yeah. It didn't even occur to me that, you know, if you wanted to go be with your family during this time, it would take a real dedication to do yeah. it. So several of these um, friends have gone to do it. And I think that's very smart. And Yeah, my friend is con- is contemplating driving home from LA and where's home Chicago yeah driving to be honest I was thinking about driving to Joshua Tree (laughs) 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 and seeing if if somebody could put me up (laughs) you're just gonna knock on knock on my door yeah hello (laughs) well I mean shit yeah why not shit I mean why not so um it depends on how long this uh this lasts. I might show up in Joshua Tree. <laughs> I'll stay. I'll what, stay in the RV. Yeah, whatever you need. <laughs> Whew, all right. Um, so, all um, right. So I failed the subscription challenge. I didn't do it. I'm just gonna say it. No, I haven't but done it. I'm still. Go- I still <laughs> plan to do it. Me too. Yeah. So Me too. I mean, didn't do it on our day off. Which uh, actually, yesterday I didn't answer the phone or email or anything. I didn't even look at it. Yeah, I didn't, didn't really. watch the news, which is um, yeah, I didn't either. That was, was yeah, nice. I didn't do any of that. Just I didn't either. Hung out. We're getting so many new listeners day by day, so we should say that again. The subscription challenge for everybody out there: take your most recent credit card statement. We all are subscriptioned to death, right? Everything, every kind of service. Go through it with a hard, keen producer eye and see what uh, subscriptions you can let go of now in this time of uncertainty with our jobs and our careers and money. Tighten the belt. Kick off. uh, Maybe you don't need Pandora. Maybe you don't need this. Maybe you don't need that. I mean, if it brings you joy, hell, keep it. If not, get rid of it. Right. But a a nice check-in is... A nice um, check-in. Yeah, check-in because we're all, you know, trying to claim unemployment or... You know, figuring out where the next paycheck is going to come from. So if you add it up, you could save at least, you know, a week's worth of groceries, I feel. Yeah. And the water challenge, guys. So um, this is where we challenge each other (laughs) to, instead of getting up and going for a snack, drink some water first. You're probably just dehydrated. And uh, if you still need the snack after a glass of water, then have the snack. Eat the shit out of it. Eat the shit out of it, but drink the water. <laughs> exactly. Don't forget to drink the water. Don't Turns forget. out most most of the times you just need the water. Exactly. So Christian, I saw this article uh, on LinkedIn that I thought was interesting because it's called The Beginning of the End of Bullshit, uh, which I think kind of summarizes what we've been talking about, but it goes much further than that. It talks about, you know, the bullshit of marketing, the bullshit of brand messaging and all uh-huh. that kind of stuff. It's just a white paper by this guy, Gary Goldhammer, but it's really smart and it takes it a little bit deeper because, yeah, obviously, once something like this happens, we can instantly smell bullshit from marketing messages (laughs) to whatever brands are doing to whatever content doesn't hit us genuinely. Like we're so sensitive and our meters are so high Mm -hmm. for bullshit. And Mm -hmm. so this is talking it's talking about marketing overall. But it's like now is the time for marketers to cut the bullshit. But it's also time for us to cut the bullshit right. with how we treat each other and how we move through the world. 
because we're so sensitive to it, we can see it, we can smell it, and nobody has room for it right now. Obviously, we'll go back to our old habits at some point, you know, and there still is some really shitty marketing out there that we're seeing. Mm-hmm. We're watching those brands. Um, <laughs> but, you know, it's like, damn right. Now's the time. Let's just chill out, everybody, and treat each other well. And especially when it comes to brands, put your money where your mouth is and, and be a little humane. I did see something where I'm not an NFL fan, but I can say that I did see a campaign where they've, uh, you know, have some players just saying, stay at home. I am. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, you know, they're all obvious iPhone videos of either them taking them or their wives taking them or something. I did like it. I thought it was genuine. And I think it's a great way to get through to some of those people that are in states that don't have shutdown yet. So if you Mm -hmm. see a celebrity sometimes, but I could also see how that messaging could go wrong. I think the NFL did it right. Yeah. It was really nice to see. Yeah, it is. So we'll post that letter. Yep. Mm -hmm. Right. And then today I made an appointment to donate blood. Very nice. So there is a, um, so this is my news story for the day, guys. Go out and donate blood. There's several reasons why um, they're now working on an antibody that you derive from platelets. If you've had the virus, they can, out of the platelets, derive a antibody that can be injected into a patient who is sick and they're testing to see whether it makes them better. And it's wow. starting to work. And so you and I haven't had the you know virus, thank God. But if we go and give blood, it replenishes the blood because people are scared to give blood right now. And uh-huh. <laughs> because um, they may or may not, you have to call ahead for an appointment. Mm-hmm. They don't want you to just show up. But everywhere is hurting for blood donations right now. Everywhere. Yes. And yep. it's, yeah, and it's because of multiple things, but they need platelets to... Um, assist for the antibodies that they're looking for, whether you've had the virus or not, you should go donate blood. I will put up some links on our Take Action page. It looks like New York Blood Center is kind of the central thing that happens in New York City. And then you can go in, put your your zip code and um, figure out where to go. Lots of fire departments for you ladies. You could probably (laughs) get on over there. Or gentlemen. Or gentlemen. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) A lot of fire departments are doing it. And then I noticed in LA, I just uh, will put a few links up. Every hospital is offering it. Mm-hmm. And so there are multiple places to do it there. It looks like it's coordinated in New York City through the blood center. But in L.A., it looks like every single place that does it has a link. You can go make an appointment. So if I could just suggest that when you go out to get your groceries, maybe schedule it where you can donate some blood as well. I think it's very important that we help each other out right now as Definitely. much as we can. Yes. All right. Well, look it up and go donate if you can. Um, Christian, we have a voice memo. Uh, this one is from Eric Kota who is a producer at 22 West Media in Long Beach. Let's take a listen. My name is Eric Coda. Right now I'm actually based in Los Angeles, Westwood area, but my home base office was in Long Beach at California State University, Long Beach. My job title is that I'm a video producer for 22 West Media. Technically, I am part of a company. We are a student-run organization, but um, I have been taking on a few freelance jobs just because I'm seeing a demand in certain kind of content. I haven't had any jobs cancel, and luckily, I'm still paid as we had a budget kind of throughout the year. So I do have a, an income, which I'm very grateful for. 
but I know that there are clients that have worked with people who have interned for who are canceling and I think more so kind of doing pro bono work or kind of like saying, hey, I can offer you this if you do a video for me. It's more so um, an exchange of services rather than cash because some people just can't afford consulting fees or production costs. To stay positive, it's hard to just stay positive all the time, of course. I've learned that taking walks really helps. I think that kind of putting myself into a project can help, but I can understand how people find it hard to do that, to find a space to really work. So to those who are doing it, like a major props to you, because I'm finding myself at times a bit stuck in trying to get into kind of the production mode, especially not being on set or not having a crew. Any advice is to just think outside the box and... I would say what my director told me, which is just to pitch because it's going to be hard for a company to take you on. That's something that I would really say to help out other producers is definitely just start pitching and just see where it gets you. Thank you, Eric. I mean, he has a point, you know, for the people that are extra motivated right now or that really need to work and really need to make some money. There is some opportunity out there, right? Like there is some sort of new regime of how content's getting made and people still need content, right? Like everything hasn't just stopped. It's just completely changed. We're seeing old footage getting repurposed with new voiceover. We're seeing at home created content mm -hmm. cut into various things. Yep. I mean, we're seeing all kinds of stuff, um, animated uh, graphics, commercials that are nothing yep. but, you know, graphics and title cards. So I think that's a great idea, Eric. I think yeah. um, if you have an idea right now, why not try it out? Somebody wants it. So Somebody yeah, wants it. get Get creative, think outside of the box, and use yeah. your network, get yourself out there, and, and get a little outside of your comfort zone. Yes, and, uh, get out. You know, now's the time, right? <laughs> if you feel like it. Yes. If you feel like it. If you just want to sit on the couch, that's okay, too. Please, come but, over here. We can sit on the it's couch It's like together. there are no rules now. You can change the rules, right? We've got this, the great pause. So, Christian, I have to tell you something. I'm really embarrassed, but we have been getting contacted by listeners through our website, and those emails were not getting into our inbox. They were what? Kind of yeah. Where are they? Are they just in the they're, ether somewhere? <laughs> they're trapped in. They're trapped in Wix. They're trapped in oh, Wix. Do I need to get in there and do something? I don't Tell know. I, I got them. I got them. I just. I just. Yeah. So I. I sorry, everybody who's contacted us. Cynthia, Jen Gross, I think is how you pronounce your last name. Uh, reached out. Wanted to make sure she got notified of whenever the episodes come out. I wrote her back. We're daily. We're not doing e-blasts because it is every day, but you can subscribe on Stitcher or Apple Podcasts or iHeartRadio or any of your favorite podcast app players, and it'll get put into your podcast every day. We have a Facebook group. It's just Producers Happy Hour. Look for it on Facebook. And we also have a LinkedIn group, Producers Happy Hour. And we post a link to each episode in there every day. So those are the ways to find us. Subscribe, rate us, share it. Thank you, Cynthia, for writing in. And then we also got a, an email from and I might pronounce this incorrectly, Nime Byrne. And she had a question for us. And this was this is a little dated, so she might have already found the answer. But Christian, do you want to read this? Sure. Hi, Christian. Good to hear a trusted, calming voice of the industry on here. Oh, that's sweet name. <laughs> um, Tara passed me the details. I have a quick question. Have you guys heard anything on the grapevine about unemployment benefits? I've been trying since March 16th to file a claim at all times of the day and also tried on the phone, got sent a message. I know that they'll never read. Initially, mm. I was getting bumped with your session has timed out messages at various different levels 
Now, when I log on and hit the button to file a claim, I'm continuously redirected to a page for get your 1099G formier, uh, which is neither relevant or helpful. Uh-uh. This, I mean, I'm sorry. I'm at level 11 frustrated just yeah. reading this email. Yeah. Wondering how others are dealing with this and if anyone has actually managed to file a claim. The 3 million number is not obviously not accurate if the system is broken, which now I guess it's what, like over 10 million? Now it's over 10 million, but it's still not accurate because so many people have not been able to file. No. So I wrote Niam back, and we'll say it again. There is a Zoom video conference that's going to happen this week, and it's being put on by the EDD, which is the Employment Development Department. They're the ones who operate the unemployment insurance that we are all seeking. And it's also a bunch of our uh, industry organizations, such as IATSE. I believe it's Thursday. It's at Thursday at 1, uh, 10, 10. Yeah, 10, 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern. There's a link to register for the Zoom call on our website on the Take Action page. And so you can sign up and learn how to properly file for unemployment if you work in the entertainment industry. So hopefully, Naim, that helps. And sorry we missed your email and we're just getting into it now. Whoops. <laughs> Whoops. But we're new um, at this. We're new at lo- this. <laughs> we'd love to hear back from you if you happen to have gotten in because it sounds yeah. like you were doing this um, a week ago and it's been a week. So if you've had luck, please update us. Yes. Okay. Also on our take action page, Christian, there's the petition right for no rent in New York. Yes. No rent in New York. We're trying to make it happen. When we got to this, I wanted to be completely upfront and honest with everybody. I paid half the rent that I normally pay. And I did this with a note that says I have lost my job and I can pay half this month, but I'm not sure how much I'll be able to pay moving forward. And I've not gotten a response back yet Mm. from my landlord, but um, I will keep everybody updated on the negotiations that I enter into with him once I hear. I don't know if I'll ever hear. Maybe he'll, I don't, I mean, we're all kind of in this funk where maybe he's, ignoring it i have no idea (laughs) well but i've not heard from him yet so we'll see what happens document everything document all your correspondence i've heard this right do Mm -hmm. it all by email if you can yeah he's not very good at corresponding or the written word we do have texts back and forth but he you know he's just not responding to anything so we'll see um i'll definitely keep a a canceled check copy handy yeah exactly Mm -hmm. Exactly. We also have the link to the Live Events Coalition for all of you workers of live events out there. There's a petition on their website, too, to make sure that the live event industry is taken care of in these federal bailouts. Yes, they've already passed the CARES Act. There still is going to be more legislation that has to happen. Oh, yeah. So, so that petition is still valid. Please still sign it. And I think um, that they're 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 really looking at how the CARES Act was constructed and who it missed, because yeah. now they're going back and really taking a pen to paper and figuring out um, how to structurally help people more. The first one was like a blast, and this the next one's going to be more pointed at who it helps. So exactly. all of these petitions help. Reaching out to your Congress men and women and Mm -hmm. your senators helps it all helps so just take a moment to do the time all right christian let's get on with the interview luke nudo is a creative director at the glue society which is an art and directing collective with operations in the uk usa europe and australasia 
The Glue Society's creative work encompasses everything from experiential and activation projects, entertainment and commercial direction, to art exhibits, installations, and sculpture. In response to its pioneering work balancing art and commerce, Creativity Magazine defined the creative group as the experts at things which haven't been done before. Wow. Really impressive. And Michael Ritchie is with their production partner, Revolver. Michael began his career in agencies, head of broadcast at Ogilvy in Sydney, then a more regional gig at DDB Hong Kong. From there, he moved into the production side and in 1999 saw his most successful collaboration when he joined and later became partners with Steve Rogers at Revolver. Let's take a listen. Firstly, welcome. Thank you so much for your for your time today. Thank you for having us. Ooh, thanks. Yeah. Yeah. It's great to be on. The first thing we like to do is check in with you guys, see how you're doing, how's your family doing, what's it like, where you're at. Sure. Um look, um look, I guess it this whole thing get this whole virus thing gets pretty close to all of us. And about four weeks ago, my best friend came back from uh, the States and had dinner with me and my wife. Then Sunday, he kind of like said, oh, my God, I've got it. And so I've been in lockdown ever since. And so you kind of get you get pretty quickly, pretty close to it. And then we're watching what you guys are going through in the States at the moment. And that's pretty full on. But, you know, you've got to try and see the positive side to it. And we're just trying to work out the best ways we can kind of make stuff work. And you just you kind of because you're going from a low base, everything seems every little win seems about four times better than it might have been, I guess. It's amazing how the human condition can uh, respond so quickly to a new set of rules, I guess. Yeah. That's me. <laughs> yeah. No, I agree. <laughs> how about you, Luke? Um, we've, we've been keeping well. We're just trying to navigate it with kids, basically, young young kids uh, in the <laughs> yeah. house, right. um, working around that. But um, so far it's been okay. Perry and I have sort of been able to work out a, um, a schedule that works for us both, and we haven't been um, – you know, affected by it in terms of no one's gotten sick yet or anything like that that we are very close to. It's been interesting for me more than anything. I mean, it's watching this whole new world unfold globally where it's not one country is mm-hmm. getting hit by something. Everyone's getting hit at once. Yeah. So it's been sort of fascinating to see how everyone can come together and adapt. Yeah, it's definitely a unique situation. I think the only piece of uh, calm that I think anybody that we've been talking to on the show have is the fact that it is happening to the entire world. So we're all kind of in the same right. boat. And that's kind of been the only shred of something we can hang on to to not spiral into into some kind of depression. Yeah. Um, but Luke, let's start with you. And then I'll ask you, Michael, we read a little intro from your bio, and uh, mm-hmm. but we'd love to get a little kind of background on you and your work. And uh, everything that was happening before the pandemic took hold. Sure. So I'm a creative partner and director at the Glue Society. We have sort of a couple of different streams of work, but one of those things that we do a lot of uh, is experiential. And experiential is obviously something that's quite challenging in this current yeah. climate. But we're we're pretty adaptable as a collective. So there are a lot of our, there are sort of 10 of us all together with different core skills that we can apply to different jobs. Um, so this whole situation is something that we've never seen before. Yeah. And I think whilst the avenues of something like experiential advertising have temporarily shrunk um, and is only temporary, there's still opportunity there to make other forms of entertainment and creative for people that break them out of their everyday. I think there's this whole notion that things have just stopped, but for us it really hasn't. 
you could create something feasibly that would still cut through whether you're a brand or some other organization like if you made a piece of sculpture that people could experience from outside their apartment windows whether in real life or AR that could be something that's really special and sort of travels virally so there is still definitely a lot of opportunities out there there were a couple of jobs that I had live when this sort of all kicked off one was in Australia and another was for Netflix in Korea and um so I was in Korea actually as they wow. were going into lockdown um and sort mm-hmm. of flew back a week before that all got serious over there wow that was south korea and the, the our production has been postponed but still continued so we were sort of in a pre-production phase where there's a whole bunch of stuff that can get done behind the scenes before the actual experiential event happens so i've still mm-hmm. been working on it up until this day and we've just pushed the date back um until this whole thing gets under mm-hmm. control so yeah i think it's there's still a lot that can be done and i think broadly i see it as an opportunity for more focus work so the chance to have right a bit more time to sort of achieve all of mm-hmm. those things that have been on our to-do list for too long like you for this, with this podcast for example i know you were talking about it when we were in new york together and yeah. now it's happening in a different context but yeah. when you're in the office each day there's a lot of stuff that's reactionary someone asks you for something or expects an email response to something instantly and this new situation allows us to sort of carve out our time a, a little differently and um, create sort of more meaningful work, hopefully. Nice. And what about you, Michael? Firstly, if you could give a little background and your, explain your uh, relationship with Glue Society and what was happening to you before the pandemic took hold. Sure, yeah, yeah. Um, there's a director that works a lot in America called Steve Rogers and myself. We have a company called Revolver here in um, Sydney, Australia, and we look after a number of directors, you know, Kim Gehrig, Steve Rogers, and all these these commercial directors. And one of the uh, directors we like to call them is that we do look after, and they're far more than that, is the Glue Society. And the Glue Society actually started in my first office I ever had in the 90s. Jonathan started the, the idea of the Glue Society, and then people like Luke uh, ended up joining, and they become 10 people. And we kind of, um, as we do provide you know we produce commercials all around the world and all that kind of thing um we also try and drive the engine part of glue society and actually make enable them to do the incredible things that they can do so we just kind of um just shoulder that muscle behind them so we can just they can go off and do the things that haven't been done before um right, and that's, right. that's kind of us and that you know we've been working in this market for quite a while and yeah mm-hmm. it's certainly been good and and you know now def- a, a new reality yeah 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 <laughs> the great pause is what we're calling it yeah luke you said more focused work this gives us an opportunity for more focused work uh, more focused work i think is on everybody's mind right now are doing something more meaningful than what we were doing before even when it comes to brands we're going to remember which brands stepped up during this time and which ones kept you know their money to themselves, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> so when you say more focused work, when it comes, I mean, we'd love to explore that a little bit more and see what you mean by um, more focused work. Yeah, I mean, I, I think I'm thinking of it from sort of from a creative side, where mm-hmm. a lot of creatives like my, myself, and I'm sure yourselves have have these sort of notebooks full of things that they wanted to make, or I'm sure <laughs> yeah. I'm sure in um, I'm sure in a year from now, there's going to be 10,000 really bad screenplays out there. 
Oh. <laughs> but I, all, I mean, but also, <laughs> we'll be lucky. It's only 10,000, I think. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, but I'm sure there'll be some great ones amongst that as well. I mean, we can't sort of just discount all of those screenplays that get written in this time because there will be great things that, that happen during that time. But I'm, I'm seeing it more creatively as a chance for us to sort of, I, I know there's a lot of memes that go around about sort of mm-hmm. during lockdown, we're all drinking and watching Netflix. <laughs> <laughs> which I know hasn't been the truth for me and a lot no. of people I know. And I think if we ask our questions, uh, we ask the question, you know, if, if our grandkids ask us or our kids ask us, what did you do in the great pandemic? Hopefully we'll have a good answer for that. And we'll say, oh, well, I made this amazing thing. Mm. Whatever form that takes, hopefully sort of everyone is using it as an opportunity to do that. I think as well as what you said before about brands, stepping up and sort of seeing the, the brands that take hold of the situation. I think it's people as well. Um, mm-hmm. So I think sure. we'll see what kind yeah. of people thrive when they have time to do these things mm-hmm. and what kind of people yeah. just sort of sit on the couch and try to write it out. Not that there's anything wrong with that, but it's just, you know, it's, it's up to the individual. Mm-hmm. And I think the types of communication will change as well. Speaking of mm-hmm. brands, sort of what kind of communication is going to be right in this new atmosphere, it's, I think it's going to be the things that are more playful and entertaining or things that are more considerate and supportive. So mm-hmm. brands kind of appear to be throwing money around when some people don't have any, but there are things right. they can still do. So I think there'll be a sort of common thread of connection and community, more human. More intimate, right? Yeah, I think so. Just before you guys came on, I was re- uh, explaining this article to Christian I found on LinkedIn. It's time to cut the bullshit. And it meant that from a marketing standpoint, but it also meant that from a human standpoint, mm-hmm. that now is the time to really get real. And, and our meters are so sensitive now to inauthenticity yep. that now's the time to really kind oh, of yeah. check your messaging, check how you're treating each other, and really kind of cut the crap and, and just really be honest and human for a minute. And I think that's what this great pause, what we're learning every day that we're doing this podcast is that this pause, you know, yes, there's people suffering and there's illness and death, but the people that are making it through are having this moment of remembering them for themselves what it's like to be human mm. and how to treat others mm-hmm. in, a, in a very humane way. So I think that's really interesting. Mm. I'm going to get to you, Michael, but Luke, is there any specific projects or offerings that Glue Society is doing right now that you're able to speak about that maybe is a little more work that can sustain in this kind of quarantine lifestyle? Yeah, like I said, we, we have a couple of sort of streams. Um, one of those streams is actually doing, helping creative, creatives out um, at the early stages of projects. So we mm, help agencies right. out on a, on a creative level as well as um, nice. sort of on a production level. So our creative work's actually been really busy since this happened. I guess there's a lot of I bet. brands that need to suddenly recalibrate or re-steer mm-hmm. their comms. So that, that's been great for us. And then the and, other thing that we I'll just add to that, uh, Glue Society are like a special ops kind of thing. They get an agency, yeah. drag them in, and, and they, they need to kind of punch above and get something really unique. They'll drag the boys in and girls, and, uh, and, that, yeah. and that's kind of what happens. So it's, it's, pretty, it's pretty unique. Yeah. Sorry, Luke. Um, Sorry, Luke. No, no, that's good. I like, I like being called special ops. I don't think I've been called special ops. You know, yeah. and... Um, <laughs> The other thing that we've got, which is quite unique for us here, is um, a studio. So whilst currently sort of everyone's mm. pretty much refined to their house, we've got a large studio space here in Sydney, you know, with psych and, and gear rentals and stuff. So we actually 
are looking into ways where we can still make productions happen mm-hmm. on a smaller scale. Obviously, people keeping their distance and, and obeying by all the rules. But there are things like construction sites here that are still running, and we think we can make productions happen in a in a similar fashion if we're if we're we smart about it. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. yeah, we are. Well, yeah. yeah. So, yeah. Michael, then now might be a good time to let us know what is it like in Sydney too. Like, is it completely yeah. locked down? Is it just essential no. workers? Like, okay. Yeah, yeah. No, no, it's it's a it's a really interesting thing, and it's um, it's like Australia has um wider population over a greater area, um, a smaller mm-hmm. population over a greater area, I should say. So if you do get onto this thing quickly, which it seems like, and I'm touching massive wood at the moment, like a big plank, Mm -hmm. actually. And um, if if you get onto things quickly, like it seems that they have, that it feels like we got we got we got a drop off of new infections already, and we've had 41 people die. You know, so so it's Mm. it's kind of looking okay, but we all know that this thing can just weave and turn, and and you never know what's going to happen. But on, on account of that, they've done a lockdown here, which is not a lockdown. It's like a essential businesses can work. And um, our government, in their wisdom, have deemed every job an essential job that they actually deem is possible. Like they have stopped restaurants, they've stopped theatre, they've stopped things like right. that, which is which is obvious congregation. But because, as Luke said, there's construction work that is going on everywhere, we are a really refined as a production entity and working with the glue guys or working in any production that we do is is essentially a construction site done in a really really specific way over a short period of time mm. it might be a two-day mm. thing right so what we've done as an industry and we've all got together as, as different production companies all of us got together and put together a, a book of rules that we are applying and and we've got support by the, the state governments and support by the shooting you know, the overall Screen Australia and Screen New South Wales and all these different bodies. And then what we do is we go into a shoot, we notify police, we let everyone know what we're doing and mm-hmm. we try and keep crew down to a minimum. We've got things like, you know, you've got video um, playback, which agency mm-hmm. sits there on, on, and, and, and clients sits there on set making sure that we're doing our job. We're shunting that software over to their individual laptops. They all stay at home. We can minimise mm-hmm. that right. footprint really easily, but we can do playback into their lounge rooms, which is which is wonderful. So that's already working. And we had a client in tears the other day that we actually achieved a shoot that she thought would never happen um, because she was wow. in another in, in another city. And so things like mm-hmm. that are really great because we're actually developing new ways of doing things as well as actually making things right now very very possible. So you just got to be super careful. You got to be close. And and what Luke was talking about in terms of Glue Society Studios, there's Panavision. They, we, we've got a kit from them that we've now installed into the Glue Society, which is going a new version of it's going in next week, which we're going to have set up. So we just don't have any a whole set of hands needed to deliver that kit. The, the kit's going to be there and we'll make sure it's looked after. And then whatever gear we use, we just keep a, an honesty book on it and mm-hmm. make sure that Panavision get the rental back and we can just keep that continually updated. So, so we're trying to do things in a way that we can still shoot, we can still progress, we shoot in a different way, we actually try and avoid big extra job when there's a whole lot of extras, all that thing that's obvious. But, you know, you you can do stuff. And and in a way, a lot of my job at the moment is evangelically kind of convincing people that it's okay, you know, and that takes a while. And now people are starting to go, yeah, you know what, this is the new normal, it probably is okay. 
And um, that's where we are, I think. Yeah, that, that makes a lot of sense. And I think it's the first time we've heard somebody say they've kind of put a, a rule book together. To yeah, kind of, uh, I'm excited uh, about that. <laughs> unify. Yeah, we're very excited we need to unify everybody in, mm. in the correct methodology of going forward. Mm. Whenever you feel like it's uh, uh, you're willing to share that, we would love to see it. Not, sure. Yeah, know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it, that would be an, a really interesting case study, I think, uh, for everybody here in the States to really look at, because I think <laughs> the AICP Christian could maybe put something together like that as well. I think they they absolutely should. I think that the people leading the charge need to have that heart that we were discussing the other day, the heart uh, that ha- keeps everybody's well-being in mind first. Mm. And then this is how we can safely work together. Mm. Yeah. But, but, yeah. but yeah. mind you, I mean, in defense of the RCP, I guess you haven't got conditions over there where you're allowed to shoot. So, so we, no, no, uh, of course. You know, of course. So, so I guess we, we're, we're, we're applying theory. I mean, we're applying a bunch of rules, I guess, to a, a real opportunity. Um, right. And one that we need to do really carefully because we, you know, we, we if something does go wrong, we, and which it could, I mean, we can't control these things to the mm-hmm. nth degree, but we do have to be super, super vigilant. But I do believe we can be a hundred times safer than going into a supermarket or fuck, 400 times safer than going into a supermarket. <laughs> yeah. I, would say, you know. yeah. I agree. And that wasn't a dig on the AICP. It was more about, um, I think that the pressure from brands is going to be so big to get back to the way mm. things were, some <laughs> brands, that we have the opportunity to lay out new guidelines for how we exist mm. moving forward in all aspects of our lives. And I think that we need to, you know, make sure that that's done with heart and care. Totally. Totally. Mm-hmm. Very yeah. interesting. Yeah. Yeah. So, Michael, in terms of physical production, obviously, you're, you're working on all that. I, I imagine you guys were in the midst of some productions that were canceled or put on hold. Yeah. Has there been anything coming up? Have you yeah, been talking no. to agencies or you been talking to clients that want some content and, and you're actively working in, in that yeah. direction yeah absolutely i'm about to do a call on something uh, straight after but 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 i'm i'm breaking it down into um there's like pre-covid and there's mm-hmm. post-covid yeah. and um yeah. we're yeah. just getting through <laughs> the end of the pre-covid and pre-covid is all the work that was actually instated and and we're doing a lot of that stuff with um with Luke and the Glue Society, but it, it's stuff that was already in place before we got it all locked down. Before when we just had the you know the, the, a sliver of information that this was going to be an issue, right? And yeah, and so, so we, we're actually doing we're in editorial with all that, which is great because it's very controllable and that's all fine. Then there's a whole slew of work that we were doing, which 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 just one by one got cancelled when people just when clients got concerned and, and, you know, rightfully got concerned. So mm-hmm. we went through a really, it's quite difficult to, to get through, but we just like saw job mm-hmm. after job just go, no, they're all ready to go. And then they just suddenly, they slowly slid away. And now what we're seeing, which is really, I think it's kind of, it just puts a new light on it, is stuff that's being pushed forward with post-COVID notions. And, and everyone's going, okay, we know the rules. This is what we're going to be doing from here on in. We're not going to try and hold on to what we were doing, and that's, that's yeah. exciting. It's and fantastic. I, I think that's and and what Luke. I'll just pick up on something Luke said at the very beginning was just we've got the perfect opportunity, and everyone's going to say this to you. This is going to be your recurring theme of your podcast. <laughs> is, is is this is the best time to do pre production ever? And yeah. we're trying to talk to clients in a way if they're not willing to shoot or if the project's too big to really feasibly safely shoot 
instead of getting a project fully signed off, we get a we get a startup signed off, which takes us up to mm-hmm. being you know we can stop that once we've done all the casting, which we can do remotely. We can do all the right. patient scouting, which we can do remotely via people on you know using face mm-hmm. all these mechanics and technology we can use. Um, we can, we can storyboard. We can do all the prep. We can do the meetings over Zoom. We can do everything to get it to a point where it's ready to shoot, and then we can just lock that off put it in the vault and then line it up in the queue ready to go when we're actually able to really mobilize. And I think if we can wow. get clients thinking like that, it's going to help them get through a really mm-hmm. tough time. It's going to help the, the agencies get through a tough time. It's going to help us get through and all the freelance crew just kind of hang on to the thread of, of progress and, and process, you know, for, until we can actually get everything on the road again. So little things like that, even though they they don't act mm. for the full shooting thing, if we can't shoot it, they just keep every everyone believing. And and if we do everything right, there should be a queue of work. You know, maybe <laughs> be nice <laughs> yeah, um, to do at the hopefully. other end. Wow, that Christian, this is the most motivational I think discussion. I, I think <laughs> motivating discussion well, I, I think know, we've I had think, on this. Show. Yeah, I mean, it um, uh, no, it focuses the client too to think about their messaging. It focuses the crew. You know, it just it, it gives focus and purpose to our time right now, which is nice. Right, and I think it also means that when it does come time for clients to be, you know, more actively back in market, they've got something. Mm-hmm. There, yeah. ready to go mm-hmm. instead of needing to go through that yeah. whole scramble. Six month that whole process. Of, process. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Well, Luke, I, I've I've had the good fortune of working with you, producing for you, and I know you guys at Glue Society are highly creative, and uh, I'm I'm sure you guys are coming up with some really amazing things for the agencies and clients for the brand and work you do. But I know you guys also do some more artistic work. Mm-hmm. on your own. And I don't know if you'd be willing to speak to that, but I'd love to know what this experience has done for you as an artist. And if, if you have any sort of kind of response and if you're seeing any sort of response in your work or any sort of immediate reaction to putting something out there that isn't necessarily directly speaks to this, but is, is definitely, you know, affected by, by what's happening to the, to the world at this moment. I think there'll be things that get repurposed it i mean the meme world is going crazy and the internet sort of going Mm. crazy things tend to graphic artworks tend to sort of get repurposed uh often with a a caption a new headline or something that um sort of feels truer to the moment i haven't seen a lot of that um myself but i think we're all looking um at sort of digging into our books and sort of saying what are those things that we've have wanted to make and um you know bigger paying jobs have got in the way is are there, is there anything that suddenly feels relevant um in this new landscape we find ourselves in do you have any hopes or or expectations once we're kind of all back to work of any sort of revelations or new ways of working that that you kind of want to hang on to when things kind of return back to normal if there is such a normal i think so i don't i don't think I don't think the normal is going to be what it was. I, in a way, I sort of yeah. hope it's it's not. I mean, this endless sort of drive and consumption and sort of cycle, not to get all sort of hippie on it, but the, the planet, <laughs> it, wasn't, it wasn't doing great for the planet. Yeah, I, I think the new normal is going to be different. And I think that's really good. As long as it seems like this sort of first few weeks have been this sort of mad scramble where economies mm-hmm. have tried to sort of obviously keep the economy going, but try to keep things going how they were and I think then just needs to be a, a broader reframing of what all that is and and you know who 
we are and even brands speaking to people as people. Mm-hmm. I was listening to a a very sort of audacious rap song yesterday when I went for a run and nothing in it seemed relevant anymore. You know, like mm-hmm. this whole sort of mm-hmm. world of excess and talking mm-hmm. about all the things you have suddenly just seemed like it didn't connect or wasn't even something to aspire to. So I think yeah. that's going to be a really interesting change. Yeah, I, I've, I've, I think I've mentioned this to Christian. You know, I've watched some pre-COVID content or shows and it just <sighs> somehow it just doesn't... <laughs> resonate the same way it's it did. like why are they you touching <laughs> and standing so close together i don't like this <laughs> and then but then just the the intent behind it you know yeah when you're looking at excess and stuff right. I, I think there is going to be some sort of narrative shift as well in 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 all the work that we see whether it's branded or or, or not uh, mm-hmm. you know in the coming days so it's going to be an interesting evolution to watch and now you're right about that and and i do think you know what touching on what you guys were saying earlier with there'll be a reality to the communication and all and, and all of that mm-hmm. you know we'll we'll kind of take away a lot of the bullshit i hope with all of that mm-hmm. there will be mm-hmm. probably a plethora of that stuff to the point where we'll be sick of it as well yeah and yes. and i and i think there's going to be you know this my prediction is july we'll see and the americans do this better than anyone will see, we'll just see insane humour coming out of it. And I say that with respect to everyone yeah. that's going through a really tough time and, you know, yeah. losing people, you know, everything. So I say that with yeah. kind of care. But I think that inevitably there will be a humour response to this in the way that we're seeing communication happen because I think we're just, we need it, you know. and um, We're going to yeah. need it. Yeah, yeah. Guys, thank you so much. This has been really great. You guys have been like, <laughs> you're so concise in your answers and you I just know, answered it, all of our, everything. We, <laughs> yeah, that was amazing. I'm excited about the future. Uh, every time we do an interview and somebody has a different take on it, what I'm bringing away from you guys is how the possibilities of what yeah. can happen. So it gives me hope. We just ended week three going into week four of being inside Mm -hmm. and um, it feels like it's been forever and then also been no time at all. It's, you're you're kind of stuck Mm -hmm. in the (laughs) in-between, I guess. Getting other people's perspective on what's going to happen is, is helping a lot how we process what we're going through right now. So thank you. Whenever you have your rule book and, we, and you're willing to share it, we'd love to kind of see yeah, it. Yeah, we'd love to see that. Open that conversation <laughs> here in the States. I think it's interesting because all we've been doing is spitballing how it's going to be. And so the fact that you've got some sort of structure already roughed in is is nice. So, yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. No, yeah. I think the right. idea that you've got other production companies involved in that as well is... Exactly. That's the big That's thing. huge. That's the big working thing. Working together. sit down and, and write something up, but like that you guys are working together and trying to actively put the pieces of of this industry back together in your own way is 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 really uh it's really inspiring no thank you i think i think yeah good good for everyone i hope well lawrence i mean can i just say uh, wow a and b the thought about what you know we're going to tell our grandkids quote unquote of what we did in the Mm -hmm. pandemic happened was very i haven't thought about it that far ahead you know i obviously don't have grandkids so two to three generations from now when we're telling those stories you know what did we do during this time was very huge i mean that's huge yeah what a motivator it is yeah 
and um, to hear that they're already kind of putting together a plan of how to get back to work oh. once they can, and they're they're doing it collectively. Just like you said, we've just been spitballing with people, and I'm sure everyone's spitballing, but to know that a bunch of production companies came In together Australia, came together. To write a rule book, even if it's just five rules, but, well, the, the, you know, it's just to agree on here's here's the new parameters of exactly. our reality. Once we can get back to work, here's how we're going to have to do it. And the the comfort it gave to the clients and to the agencies must have been huge. Yeah. And um, the collaboration of people you would normally be in somewhat competition with to mm-hmm. win jobs, mm-hmm. um, you're working with in order to make society work, Yeah, I think is huge. And it sounds like Australia in general has a little bit more of a handle <laughs> on, <Yeah. laughs> you know, um, the virus than we do. Uh-huh. There's a lot of heart there to reach out to your fellow um, production folks to get right. together to make something right. Which I feel like in some small way is what we're trying to do here. We're not trying to make something, but we're just at least trying to open up the lines of communication and and share each other's stories. So and ideas. Can, and ideas, exactly. And, yeah. and, and I think what a lot of production companies, no shade to any production companies, but it's sometimes it's hard to remember that we should be leading the charge for the ad agencies. The ad yes. agencies shouldn't be leading the charge in terms of commercial work. Mm-hmm. We have to show the, the ad agencies the way forward. Okay, here's our new normal. Here's how we're now going to run shoots because this is the right way to do it because of health reasons, because of humane reasons, because of sick leave or or whatever. We need to take that charge and yes. show the agencies this is how we can do it and this is how we can do it together. So to hear that that's happening down there, that's really inspiring. Yeah, it's going to yeah. be something that, you know, to build from. Yes, mm-hmm. Sure. And everyone really should check out Glue Society's work. They're at gluesociety.com, and they do some really amazing stuff. And they do some non-branded stuff, just artistic work as well. So check it out, gluesociety.com. And uh, thanks to Michael from uh, Michael Ritchie from Revolver as well for joining us. Yeah, two awesome dudes. Yes. All right, everybody. That's it for today. Stay safe, stay connected, stay active, and please stay home. Yes, and don't forget to wash your hands, stop touching your face, and um, wear a mask if you're going out. And send us your stories or your voice recordings to producershappyhour at gmail.com. If you have your own ideas of a rule book of how we get back to work, Ooh, that'd be great. share it with us. We, we, you know, we're a big community, but we're a small community, and we all need to be working together to pull ourselves out of this once, once we're able to get back to work. Um, Christian, how do people get a hold of you directly? SisterChristianProduces.com and Lawrence, how can they get a hold of you? LawrenceTLewis.com or for voiceover, VoiceOfLawrence.com. All right, Lawrence, I will see you tomorrow. Yeah. All right. Have a good night.